Hey there, welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Norrie. We talk health and well-being every Monday and Thursday. We've been doing it for two years, 230 episodes. We're on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube with the Happy Habits for Mind and Body book coming very soon. The American author Annie Dillard is attributed with one of my favourite quotes about books. It says... She reads books as one would breathe air to fill up and live. I think it sums up beautifully how the simple act of reading can, for some of us, be an act that sustains us in the most fundamental of ways. At the outset, I'll be honest, I'm not a natural reader. Yes, I can read. I've been perfectly able to read since I was a child. But for me, there's a big difference between being able to read and calling yourself a reader per se, I fall predominantly into the former category. Although in latter years, I've been stepping over the threshold of being an actual reader. There's a subtle difference between the two, which I will expand upon. Books can represent many things to many people. We all read for different reasons. Admittedly, I used to read without pleasure. I saw reading as a chore. The act of committing my attention to the words on the page in front of me was laborious. It really, really did not stimulate me. It wasn't delivering the excitement I needed quickly enough to keep me engaged. I seemed to have had poor attention levels as a child. I was a bit of what they would call at the time hyperactive. No doubt these days I would have been diagnosed with something or other, but my inability to sit still didn't lend itself to the pastime of reading. Then, when I went to school and college, much of the reading performed had a means to an end, and that was to pass exams based on the material I was studying. So reading was a task I had to complete rather than something I willfully engaged in for enjoyment. As a result, my relationship with books was a tad frosty. They had been a necessary evil to enable me to ultimately graduate, but Reading wasn't at any point high on my list of voluntary pursuits that brought me joy. I hadn't ever found myself getting lost within the pages of a book or stayed up all night to read under the covers. Never had I rushed home at the end of a day simply to get back to where I had left off the night before. I was also a slow reader frustratingly slow. My focus would be lost quite easily and it would take me ages to get through a handful of pages. This lack of progress through a book would see me almost resent the act of reading and this really frustrated me immensely. I needed to find a solution to this, a solution that would allow me to fall in love with the act of reading such that I would see it as a gift that sustained and informed me rather than a burden. Because I knew, anecdotally, that books could have a hugely transformative effect on those that allowed them to do so. There's that saying, when you read you live a thousand lives. I wanted to experience a flavour of this richness of experience, so I set about reading. I chose to read a book a week for a whole year. 52 books. That's a lot of books, especially to someone who didn't historically love reading books. So how did I manage to read so many books in the space of one year? Well, let me give you some reading tips that might help you, especially if, like me, reading doesn't come high on your weekly list of priorities. Start with one book. 
when I embarked upon my year-long reading Bonanza, I chose Truman Capote's famous novel In Cold Blood. Now, the novel's content isn't important, except to point out that it was a book of fiction. This was important to me. You see, prior to my starting this challenge of reading a book every week for a year, I had been reading a lot of self-help books, or factual books, or science-based books, and one of the key lessons I'd like to share that will absolutely help your reading is that you should vary the type of reading you engage in. Constantly reading one genre or type of book week in, week out, will not do you any favours. You will become bored of the same genre and will be dissuaded from reading, which will be counterproductive to your task. So shake things up by reading a variety of genres, subjects and authors. While I would predominantly read self-help or self-improvement books, I intersperse these with books of fiction and biographies just to keep my relationship with reading fresh. It also allows me to read without having to take notes, which is something I do when I'm reading self-help books. Especially if I decide I'm going to do a podcast episode on one of those books. Reading a thriller or a biography or perhaps a science book just allows me to observe the material and digest it without having to study it too closely, which can be a welcome change for me at times. To read a book a week, you also have to commit time to it. The average 300-page book takes about 8 to 10 hours to read. Now, that's quite slow compared to some people. If you are a fast reader, then I envy you. But the more you read, the easier it gets to read at a more brisk pace. The more you read, the better your powers of concentration will become, which further enhances your ability to read in the presence of distraction. As I've said here before, early rising really facilitates my reading a book a week, as it gives me an hour of distraction-free silence first thing in the morning. If you do this seven mornings a week, that's your book almost finished in seven hours. This is eminently doable if you're committed to reading for an hour a day. In addition, you can substitute smartphone use for reading. We all whip out our smartphones at every possible moment out of pure habit, be it when we're on public transport or waiting for the kettle to boil, taking a lunch break, whatever. But what if you whipped out your book instead? Some research suggests we spend 182 hours a year mindlessly scrolling on our smartphones. That equates to three hours a week. Personally, I think this is a very conservative figure, but think about it. If the average book takes 10 hours to read, then 180 hours is equivalent to 18 books read. So you can see how quickly your pile of read books can accumulate when you substitute reading for mindless smartphone scrolling and you read for an hour a day. Reading is an active process. It differs greatly to mindless scrolling, and the difference is in the name. Reading engages the mind, scrolling doesn't. Reading accentuates concentration, scrolling denudes your concentration. Another tip that helped me read a book a week for a year was I read multiple books from an author if I enjoyed one of their books, but I didn't go overboard. When you find an author whose style you enjoy, it makes sense to revisit that author's work and explore possibly a couple of their other works. But there's a fine line between exploring other works and going too far because you risk 
having too much of a good thing and then becoming bored of it. The secret here is, the secret here is not to read their books in successive weeks. But finding an author you enjoy reading certainly enhances your enthusiasm for reading. The same applies to a particular genre. I enjoy the self-help genre, so it makes sense for the vast majority of my reading to come from that genre. Indeed, I have an episode which talks about the things I learned from reading 70 self-help books over two years. You must really enjoy a genre to want to read multiple books from that same genre. Otherwise, it's just torture. So seek out subjects and topics you really are interested in be they World War II, fly fishing, biographies or fantasy novels. Also keep a list. I keep a list of all the books that I have read. Now this is kind of done for me as I read digital books, so it's easy to collate them. But maintaining a list allows you to keep track of the titles, the genres and the authors. It also prevents duplication happening. There's nothing worse than starting a book and then realising that you've covered similar material in another book by another author. The main thing when it comes to reading as I've said repeatedly, is that you commit to the discipline of it. Reading falls victim to procrastination exceptionally easily. Looking at a 300-page book on a shelf can be off-putting. But the only way to tackle any book is to start on page one. The beauty with numbered pages is you can monitor your progress as you go. I always feel a great sense of achievement when I've finished a book, any book, whereas I used to find the act of reading a chore. Now, because I constantly read and because I exercise my reading muscles on a regular basis, I would consider myself to be an actual reader now. That is, somebody who enjoys the process of reading. It's these tips and practices that I have engaged in that have allowed me to get to the stage of being able to read a book a week for a year. They have also facilitated my transformation from someone who really didn't enjoy the process of reading, somebody who struggled to read on a regular basis, to someone who would consider them to be a legitimate reader. That is, someone who enjoys the process of reading, of gaining knowledge, of broadening their horizons, of living vicariously through the characters in whatever book they're reading. Well, hopefully you found this episode useful and it'll help to rekindle your own love of reading. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. (music) 